Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. It's time for our weekly episode of State of the Program, brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas, alongside me. Uh, Eric, you know, we, we try to look at it from a broader perspective in this program each and every week. And you and I talked about it uh, beforehand. And what we want to kind of do, and it, it's subsequent to you writing an article, checking in three weeks into the season. So officially a quarter of the way through uh, the, uh, the season. And we, we want to give some grades out to the offense and defense and kind of discuss where we think they are, not only at individual positions, but also collectively as groups, right? Uh, so let's start with the offense and, and be kind of, uh, uh, you know, straightforward with it. What are some of your thoughts thus far on quarterback Quinn Ewers? Oh man, that's an enigma. You know, I would I would love to get inside Sark's head uh, to try to figure out exactly what's going on. You know, he's he's pretty forthright with the media, but there's a whole lot of stuff that he knows about that we don't know. And, and number one is how much is he does he have his thumb on the scales, uh, game to game, and when it comes to prepping, um, you know, Quinn Ewers. It seems like sometimes he's got his hand on the throttle, and sometimes he's got his hand on the brakes. And I'm not sure uh, what that is that due to him trying to grow Quinn. Uh, and maybe not preparing him for some of these games like Rice and uh, Wyoming. And then, then a game like uh, Alabama, he can't leave anything to chance. And you can see he had all those coverage beaters dialed up. Um, I do think there's some of that. But the, also there's still some of, you know, offensive line breakdowns here and there. Uh, and then Quinn's own uh, mechanics are letting him down, uh, which is lending to the inconsistencies that we see on some of those throws that he makes. Uh, sometimes they look effortless and sometimes they're uh, they're not even close. So. It's really hard to suss out exactly the cause and effect of uh, what's going on there. You know, I, I tend to feel like they're, he's going to come back and have a, uh, a really good game against Baylor, uh, and they're kind of uh, not, not, a, not very good pass defense. Uh, but it's hard to know. And so there's going to be a seesaw. You know, every week somebody's trying to say that Quinn's the greatest of all time, and then the next, team, uh, the next week they're trying to say he should be benched. And uh, right now I think it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, we just have to figure out more. We need more data on uh, Sark's involvement and, and how much he's uh, – you know, kind of controlling the joystick. Yeah, progress for Quinn Ewers, as with so many people, is not necessarily linear. Right. Right. It could be two steps forward, one step back, another two steps forward. The reality of it is, though, is he is a better quarterback today than he was a year ago. Um, and Absolutely. so, what what did you what do you give him as a grade, even though he's been what I think is inconsistent, um, but directionally the right way. So, what, what kind of grade do you think you he deserves right now. Well, I'd give him a B because I'm going to wait uh, heavier for Alabama and winning that game on the road and the calm and the composure that he showed. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll wait heavier for that than Rice versus Wyoming. But I definitely have some concerns going forward. I think this is a big game for him to get on track. And, you know, hopefully Sark gets him in a rhythm early. That's kind of what it boils down to. When he gets in a rhythm early, he tends to carry it through. Uh, when he struggles early, that that sort of uh, tends to cover through, uh, carry it through as well. Yeah, got to get him off to a hot start. That's that's pretty clear if you want the best to see the best when you're. Hey, uh, running back, uh, Cedric Baxter started the season as the start of the true freshman out of Orlando, but Jonathan Brooks uh, leads the team in rushing now. Uh, the young man out of Hallettsville really had a terrific game, uh, especially a second half against Wyoming when he was called upon. Uh, it could be thought that he may have been the player of the game against Wyoming, actually. Absolutely. Um, and then you have Savion Red. Jaden Blue, Keelan Robinson. It is a running back by committee with maybe uh, Baxter and Brooks leading the way, which is exactly what we thought. The problem is, is Baxter has been a little dinged up. Yep. Right. And it, it's taken away maybe a little bit of that bruising style of running 
that Texas may have had with a Roshan Johnson at times last year. Um, and so what, what are your thoughts on the running backs thus far? Well, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's a little incomplete because Baxter, uh, you know, missed this last game uh, after getting hurt late against Alabama. I think he would have uh, – that game set up really well for him to, to, to power through a, a pretty decent uh, Wyoming defense. We saw Brooks uh, kind of do that uh, to the best of his ability. Brooks does run hard. He just – he's not quite as powerful as, you know, like you said, Rashawn or, or Baxter. But he did run hard. Uh, you know, he carried a couple tacklers on an important drive against Alabama to get a first down. That, that one, that's a lasting image for me in that game. Uh, I think he's been really good. Uh, you know, I think he's starting to see the hole better. Uh, you could see him, you know, he was, um, he was, he was going downhill a lot faster, I think against Wyoming. And so, some of that was the offensive line doing a better job run blocking in the second half. He was definitely comfortable. A, a lot of that with the running back is, is knowing where the hole is going to be and getting there quick. And he's good at that. Uh, Jane blue looked good against rice. Uh, didn't play much against Alabama. Got some more carries in Baxter's absence and then had a fumble uh, this past week. That was a, uh, you know, you could see that that D lineman had a lot of weight coming down on that ball. I could see how it's tough to, to hold on to, but he's got to nest that better and, and hold on to it. But Xavier Red, good fourth uh, fourth down carries in, the, in his little package there. I think we'll start to see him a little bit more as he uh, emerges out of the doghouse. Um, Keelan Robinson, you know, he's got basically the same package that we expected, a lot of uh, sweeps and, and uh, end arounds and that sort of thing. I'd probably give this group a B, but if I was going individually, I'd give I'd give Brooks a B plus or an A minus. Um, you know, I think um, – I think he's done. He's done about as well as we thought, and he seems to seems to be picking up speed, uh, steam. Yeah, he's interesting because I think he's a good third, uh, third and fourth quarterback because he's doing a good job of picking holes. Yeah, finding what the defense gives him when when the holes are a little bit more open because of uh, the length of play. You know, it's it's a little he's, interesting. He's definitely the most decisive running back. Yep. All right, the wide receiver uh, going into okay. this season, uh, they they are. I mean. I, Eric, I went out on I went out and said it. I think it's the most talented wide receiver group Texas has ever had. Yeah. Period. And, and I still believe that to this day because of the depth and the number. Okay. They haven't necessarily played like that though. Although no. they did again come up huge against Alabama. Right. So they've been inconsistent, much like their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I've got to go be here again as well. Um, I think their their greatest value add is what they bring to Sark schematically and spreading defenses out. Uh, they haven't lived up to the building. Too many drops. I think the blocking has been poor outside of uh, Jordan Whittington. It looked to, it appeared to get a little bit better versus Wyoming. But you know, all these guys have uh, these stark strengths and weaknesses. There's there's too much difference between their their floor and their ceiling. You know, Jordan Whittington's got to come up with a few of those passes. Worthy dropped a touchdown. He's had another drop or two. Eddie Mitchell's blocking has been inconsistent, but you know, altogether they uh, they give Sark a lot of weaponry uh, and a lot of versatility within the offense. So I think that's their greatest uh, uh, influence right now. They've got to go out there and be better playmakers uh, outside of you know the Alabama. You can't really complain against anything other than that worthy drop. Uh, Brooks had a drop there too, which hurt Quinn. Quinn could have five touchdowns in that game, uh, but. Yeah, I think they've been too inconsistent. But the deep threats there, I mean, the talent is clearly there on tape. You know, they're difference makers, and I think they do elevate what Sark can do. Uh, but a lot of times they're not they're not cashing in on their opportunities. Well, that that touchdown by James, or by Xavier Worthy uh, uh, against uh, Wyoming was scintillating. Kind of reminded me a little bit about his first one against Oklahoma. 
uh, his freshman year. It looked like Ramont's Taylor running down the sidelines. We hadn't seen that that type of speed often where he's just destroying angles, and then he had that little subtle move inside and uh, took it back. I was I was amazed that he just tightroped it that close. That was a that was an amazing play and, and indicative of what he said. Lowell Galindo said after that, you won't see a more complete playmaker in college football, and I think he's way off on that. He's got to become more more consistent. Yeah, I got you. What about tight end? Uh, a little bit different because Texas has what was thought a second team All American going in. <laughs> Uh, he he played a really big role, I thought, against uh, against uh, Alabama again, oh, yeah. a lesser role so against uh, Wyoming and, and Rice. Uh, your thoughts? Well, they're noticing what we noticed early on, Bobby, uh, against Rice and Alabama was that the middle of the field was uh, open, and Wyoming uh, did a good job of taking that away. They're dropping their linebackers all over the place. Uh, got they got a lot of depth. You know, I wasn't surprised to see him disappear when uh, when they started to take that away. That's going to open up other things that I think Sark has to figure out. So there, there's another schematic value add uh, with Jatavian Sanders for Sark. His hands can be more consistent in his blocking. He's you know he's he's left points on the board too. The, the end around versus uh, Alabama, where he missed the block. He's had some other uh, miscues. I think Gunnar Helm has played well, uh, inches away from a touchdown this past week. He's he's been steady and reliable and a, and a pretty good blocker. Uh, but I, I give this group a B. Which you know, I mean, I just have high expectations for Jatavian to play. I, I think his blocking is uh, leaves more to be desired. He's got the size, and I think he even has the the intention to do it. Uh, but he's got to get uh, get a better latch on these blockers. He's got to keep moving his feet. Uh, I think uh, I think there's more meat on the bone for him. Obviously, I'd give him an A as a receiver, but but the whole game matters, and so I'll give that group a B. But I really like what I've seen out of Gunnar Helm. I think he's going to be really good next year. All right, uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for dec decades. Uh, all you have to do if you had an injury, if you've been injured in a wreck, a serious injury there, or on the job, give Adam and his firm a call at 512-280-0800 or reach out to him at lowylawfirm.com. Uh, Adam and his group give a free consultation, absolutely free. Give him a shout at the Lowy or reach out to him via the Lowy Law Firm. Dot com. Uh, Adam and his group really care about the relationship they have with their clients. Uh, offensive line has been interesting to me, Eric. Mm -hmm. uh, we yeah. didn't know really what to expect because, look, they had five guys returning as starters, but they were inserting a new starter in DJ Campbell. Cole yeah. Hudson was the key backup, but now Cole Hudson's injured. Uh, you know, as much as you want to say, okay, this is what we have on the offensive line, you really don't know. I, that being said, maybe they've been the most consistent piece of the offense thus far. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard to grade these guys, uh, you know, the whole offense, because they're so up and down. And again, that got, that could come down to some things that Sark is uh, focusing more on and less of others. Um, you know, I would give them a C versus uh, Rice, an A versus Alabama, and a B versus Wyoming. So that, again, averages out to a B. Uh, I think pass pro has been pretty good at times. You know, they, they – uh, they gave up one sack. I think they, they've given up one sack since the Rice game in the open. Rice was bad. Rice yeah. was bad. Yeah, I'll give, I give them a C. They, they, came, they came to life a little bit in the second half. But, uh, again, I give them the benefit of doubt because they are seeing a lot of random blitzes that they're not going to see again. Sark has to, you know, he has to anticipate some of that that and, and get them get them more on the same page. But I think Campbell's improved. He had a breakdown the other day. Uh, I think Christian Jones has probably been the most consistent blocker all around. Uh, Kelvin Banks, uh, as great as he is, has had some miscues. Uh, Hayden Connor has really got to clean up those pre-snap penalties. I don't, you know, it, this is a, he's a good example of when people try to equate uh, intelligence in school to intelligence on the field. Uh, there's a whole lot of different uh, variables uh, in play, but on the field that aren't, aren't in play in the classroom. Uh, he's got to clean those up. Those pre-snap penalties are a carryover issue from last year. Uh, and, 
you know, I'm surprised that they haven't uh, inserted Ned Neto to play a little bit more when he, when he has those uh, missteps, but overall, I give him a B. I think they, um, you know, they're kind of what we expected coming in uh, issues where, where we thought, I think Jake Majors has played pretty, pretty well, actually. Um, uh, as the leader of that group, but I, I think they're going to get better as as the season goes on. I'm not not super concerned about it, uh, but they, you know if they have to keep improving, if if Texas wants to reach the heights, it can. A lot of B's that you just gave. Uh, you know, you just gave a, a 3.0 GPA to the offense, and basically. some of that's because of C efforts and A efforts averaging out to a B. It's not the consistent B effort. Uh, it's it's been a pretty weird start to the uh, to the offense. It's been clumsy at times and scintillating at others. Um, and you know, Sark's going to have to figure out. How I can get more A's out of them. All right. Uh, I, I think it's fair. I, I, I agree with you. The inconsistency. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that the other thing people expected out of this Texas offense was more dominance at yeah. times. Um, and other than the fourth quarters against Alabama and Wyoming, I don't know that we've seen that. Um, I don't feel like we ever saw that, right? And these fourth quarters are, you know, largely set up by the defense. You know, Jared Thompson has a pick six. Jared Thompson had a return to the five or six, you know, and, but they're not even using all of, all those quarters. If you, uh, they got 42 points in the span of about eight, uh, 16 minutes. If you combine those two fourth quarters, cause they ran clock, uh, clock ran out in the, in the latter part of both fourth quarters. So there it's an explosive team. But it's it's wildly inconsistent. So, you know, Sark has to get more consistency out of them. Yep. All right. Now let's go on to defense. Uh, Eric, uh, the defensive line, the clear leader of this team, number one ranked uh, in the country by ESPN's defensive efficiency ranking through the first uh, uh, through the first three games. Let's start with the defensive front where Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat, I think, are just leading a, a banner group right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, part of the good news is I felt compelled to combine the edges and the def interior defensive line. You know, previously when I do this uh, in the offseason, I, you know, I felt like they were too disparate to do that. And so now I feel like the edges have played well enough to, to combine them into one unit and they're still the best uh, unit on the team. Uh, but, yeah, it does start with the interior. Uh, Tavondra Sweat, Alfred Collins, Byron Murphy. I think Vernon Broughton has been a lot better than I think he's gotten credit for. People are still trying to get over some of his issues in the past. Uh, he's still not – you know, he's not a perfect defensive tackle, but none of them are. Um, they're all very good. And I think the depth is uh, – depth provides so much uh, value for keeping those guys fresh, you know. Imagine doing a bench press and you're going to 10, but you could tag somebody in at five. And, you know, that guy's going to bang out five like it's nothing. Uh, so it's – that's exactly what they're doing. They're wearing down these these offensive lines, and and that's why you're seeing Texas start to to uh, assert itself in these in these fourth quarters. 
they're also getting to the quarterback a little bit more this That's year. True. A lot yeah. of it, when they're not getting them on the ground, they're flushing them. You know, there's been we've seen the quarterback run out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage about three or four times. It seems like uh, from getting flushed from interior pressure. Once those edges start to play upfield a little bit and, and hold their hold their uh, line, uh, I think they're starting they're going to start getting flushed into the waiting arms of, of Baron Sorrell or, or Ethan Burke. Uh, the other one that, that they do sometimes run out of bounds at the twelve and get placed at the eight, though. That was miraculous, wasn't it? Uh, that was one of the worst. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. And that, anyways, uh, well, apparently- I, I, I digress. That's not what we we're talking about. What do you give them for a grade? What do you give them the defensive line for a grade? I give them an A minus. Uh, and you know, I, I partially um, attribute you know that, that Anthony Hill playing edge kind of counts there at times as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. So they've they've been really good. Baron, had, uh, it was nice to see Baron out there on some third downs. He's been uh, he's been substituted out a little bit, but we saw him you know, whip the uh, whip that left tackle from his uh, stand up position on a big sack in the third quarter. I think it was or fourth quarter. Um, so you know, I, I think uh, I think the edges are coming along. They're they're going to be better as the year goes on too. So that's the exciting thing. There's still there's still growth for this group as well. Yeah, I I, I may even go an A on that because to your point, I think they, they've been the the high point of the defense. Linebacker's a little bit different. You have Jalen Ford, who's the, the solid guy, but David Benda has been a steadying force as well. And then Jet Bush and Anthony Hill have both seen some positive action as well. Yeah, Jalen's kind of picked up where he left off last year. Uh, I think he's keying the run even a little bit faster. He's getting his hands on the ball uh, like we saw uh, a season ago where he picked off four. You know, I think we haven't seen the best of him this season. That's, you know, teams are going to have to figure out ways to attack this defense. There's not a whole lot of weak points to do so. Uh, you know, I think he's going to he's going to have a, a, a back to back very good year. Uh, ben does. Ben has just really cut down on his miscues playing the run. That's that's the big thing. You, uh, you can see it. Everybody wants to play the, the freshman hot shot early. Uh, we saw that kind of bite Texas with Anthony Hill the other day. Benda makes that play and it's, it's like a three yard gain. Uh, so that's that's sort of the uh, the, the, the risk reward there. But Ben has, uh, you know, Ben has been maybe exposed in coverage a time or two, but it has nothing to do with athleticism. I think those are, are coachable moments. Uh, but he's playing the run a lot better. He's, he's playing under control. He's not overrunning. Uh, he's finding the ball better. He's getting the guys on the ground, and then he's 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 really an effective blitzer. So kudos to him. And uh, Jet Bush has played well. He's he's physical on the edge. Uh, they're, they're playing him in the proper position. That's the name of the game. You know, he's not playing defensive end. He's not, and he's also not playing linebacker way out in space. So. He's able to be sort of a quasi-buck outside linebacker, and uh, he's been physical and active. That'd be interesting. We should see uh, Maurice Blackwell back uh, this weekend as well. Uh, so that'll be an addition. What did you end up giving them for a grade, Eric? B, B plus? What, what? Yeah, I, gave him, I think I gave him a B plus. Yeah, I wrote that yesterday, and you can read that if you go use the promo code OTFIT23. Uh, I think I gave them a B plus. That you know that was I'm, I'm already onto the offense. Uh, <laughs> I haven't that one yet. But yeah, I, I, hey, for I, I'm looking. You gave them a B plus, Eric. Okay, okay. Right, good, good. Hey, hey the thing that I wanted to say though is, as we talk about the D line and linebackers as it relates to Baylor this week, isn't that the focal point of this defense this week? Uh, those those two people, those two groups, could really control the game against Baylor. If yeah, they really play well, that's 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 where Baylor can either beat you or lose to you. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I didn't know how much we were going to focus on Baylor, but if you mentioned Baylor, the first thing I was going to mention was it's it's a huge uh, game for the linebackers playing well behind the defensive line. A lot of tackles. Baylor has to run the ball. Uh, they're going to be terrified to throw it. I think uh, so. That's you know it sets up very well for Jalen Ford to have a good game. David Bennett to have a good game, and and hopefully Anthony Hill. Anthony Hill made some corrections off that after that big mistake. I agree with that. 
he is so good at, at making immediate fixes. We saw that at uh, Alabama when he rushed up field, got too high up, and then the next time he stayed level and got the sack. Very smart football player. He's going to make mistakes, but clearly he's going to learn from them. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the defensive backfield. Uh, you gave two different grades to the safeties in the corners slash star position. Uh, let's start with the safeties. Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford, Jalen Catalan, Michael Taft, Derek Williams, those guys back there have seen a lot of different time, a lot of different uh, uh, combinations of guys. What are your thoughts right now uh, on that group? Well, a little bit of a mixed bag. I think they've been a little too loose in zone coverage. Some of that is the corners, too. The corners, you know, there's a, there's a player, too, against Wyoming even, where there's, you know, three guys within, you know, four or five yards of the receiver, and somehow that quarterback threaded the needle on that. Um, you know, I think they're a little too loose on zone coverage. Uh, Jaron got beat over the top. His, his uh, lack of uh, all-out uh, speed has shown up a time or two. I think uh, even though he was, wasn't really his fault, he was out of position on that long touchdown run. I think some safeties make that play on the, on the running back. Uh, so, I mean, that's, you know, he's also, he's also atoned for those mistakes in, in major ways, you know, with yep. so, again, there's a, it's, it's kind of a theme with this team. There's a plus minus at play uh, where, you know, for every plus there's a minus. And then again, with Jaron, he kind of makes up for it a little bit more than he, he misses out. Derek Williams has looked good in his limited action. I think Jalen Catalan, uh, particularly against Alabama, uh, played well downhill. We haven't really seen him have that breakout game where he, he just, you know, reads the quarterback and, and takes the ball away, but he's also been on, on limited snaps. Keaton Crawford has played well against the run downhill, struggled a little bit in zone coverage. I think he's going to get uh, continue getting better. He's clearly way more comfortable uh, out there than he was a year ago. Uh, overall, it's a pretty good unit, but it's it's one position where I think that they could continue to see upgrades uh, and catch up with the guys like Anthony Hill, um, you know, with the or Malik Muhammad at corner, these these stars, and that's going to be Derek Williams, of course, you know, long term. But he's still getting his feet wet. All right, uh, you gave that group a B, uh, which I think is the lowest of all the grades that you gave on the defense. But my point to that is uh, uh, I agree with it because of the the big plays given up, but also the big plays created. Jaron Thompson, I think most importantly, a year ago he wasn't he was there, but he wasn't completing the play when yeah. he had opportunities. This year he's completing the play, and that's that's a sign of good things to come because he could have had three or four picks last year had he just completed. The play. All right. The corner star. I'll tell you what, Jade Barron's an A plus. Uh, you know, yeah. what the what the what you can say about the corners, they haven't really given up the big play other than maybe the the long pitch and catch to Isaiah Bond uh that uh uh that uh uh Jade Barron gave up in the Alabama game. But other than that, they've been pretty good. Yeah, um, you know, I had Jade Barron, I think, was uh, ranked him as the fourth best player on the team in one of the uh, offseason polls. I think he's uh, one of the most underrated players in college football. He, he moved to star nickel not because uh, he couldn't play play corner, didn't have the speed to play corner. They moved him there because he had the speed, but also the, the tenacity and the physicality and and sort of the uh, intuitiveness to to get downfield and find the ball and, and beat blocks. I mean, the, his ability to beat blocks is amazing. It's, uh, you know, he just runs through these guys. He takes on half of them and, and cut, cuts through and makes the play. It's, it's uh, yeah, it really is. Rod Babers, who played corner, right, mm -hmm. uh, talks about it. And, and Eric, there is no doubt that it's a it's a huge thing. Rod said he's talked to Jade about it, and Jade does a lot of film work and yeah. tries to find little things and nuances that he thinks he can beat people on, and that's clearly working for him. What what about the other DBs though? Malik Muhammad is coming on. Uh, Gavin Holmes has played well. Ryan Watts, Terrence Brooks. 
Yeah, I mean, other than a couple of PIs, there's not there's not a whole lot to quibble. You know, they've given up some 10, 15 yard gains, maybe, but there's just not a lot. I think they've they've all been pretty physical uh, in run support. You know, Ryan Watts, I think, is the third leading tackler on the team or something crazy. They've been good. They haven't necessarily been challenged. You know, Jalen Milrow can throw it deep, but he's usually looking over the deep middle. Uh, the other quarterbacks, um, JT Daniels, just didn't have a whole lot of time. And, and then, of course, the, the, the Washington guy or the, the Wyoming guy looks more like a tight end to me. <laughs> and I don't mean that, I don't mean that <clears throat> in a negative way. I'm just, you know, he's a, he's a big, oh. good looking athlete. Oh, he's a physical dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, what did you give the, what do you give the team overall? The, the defense, I mean, Eric, stats sometimes can fib to you, but number one overall defensive efficiency by ESPN right now in the yeah. advanced stats category. What are your thoughts overall for the defense? I mean, I, I'm I'm a bit of a tough grader. I would give them a B plus or an A minus. I really think PK, I really think PK's done. <laughs> I apologize because I, you know, <clears throat> I'm about to say a bunch of things that make it sound like an A because you know I do think PK's done a terrific, terrific job of getting all the layers of the defense playing together. He's getting a lot of guys in the right in the proper fit. You know, Jet, you're getting value out of Jet Bush. Uh, you're getting Anthony Hill on the field on on third downs in a way that can affect the passing game. He's done it. He, they've done a really good job of improving on third downs. Uh, I, you know, they, they've done well. Maybe maybe I should just go A-. minus. I'm, re I'm, I'm really pleased with where they're at. Part of it is the fact that, you know, Wyoming doesn't have a good offense, and Rice's offense is, is not the greatest either. Uh, and then, you know, I think uh, Alabama's a little more one-dimensional than they have been in the past. I like the start. I, I think they can get. I think they can get keep getting better and be one of the top top defenses in the country by the end of the season. I think that's what's most important. But we're not going to truly know until they play Kansas and, and Oklahoma in a couple weeks. Hey, fourteen point six seven points per game. I think Texas fans would take that, given where this defense was was just two short years ago, right? Absolutely. But context is key. You know, I yes, think. I know. Ask me. Ask, ask me after Kansas and uh, in Oklahoma. Those teams can at least move the ball pretty well. All right, hey, we want to say thanks. So we got one more group to, to grade, and that's the special teams. Before we do, we want to say thank you to our sponsor of the state of the program, uh, the Lowy Law Firm. Been helping injured Texans for decades. Uh, give the Lowy Law Firm a call, 512-280-0800. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, uh, get a free consultation at LowyLawFirm.com. You can either call them or go onto their website and uh, get, a, get a free consultation from them. Uh, Adam and his team focus on results uh, for their clients. Special teams, Eric, has been tremendous for the Longhorns, in my opinion. 46.7 uh, net yards per punt, top 20 in returns. Yeah. Eaton Crawford looks like uh, maybe as good a, as Gunner as Texas has had in so long. Uh, Keelan Robinson's terrific. Xavier Worthy in the punt return game. Burt Auburn, steady, six of eight. You know, I don't know what you can do other than what they maybe block a punt, return one for a touchdown. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they're just missing the the one that leads directly to points. But you yeah. know, what was it's amazing against a team like Wyoming that that rarely loses the hit a yardage game because they're good on special teams and well coached. Is Texas beat them handedly on the uh, on the on the hidden yardage game? Uh, that that's a good sign for them. That's a good sign that they're they're well coached. They've got explosive athletes out there. They've got explosive athletes throughout the roster that that. Uh, they have no issue playing on special teams. They look forward to it. You could tell Keelan Robinson and Keaton Crawford relish their their roles on special teams. One of the prettiest things of the season was, uh, you know, Ke Keaton running down to save it and throw it to Keelan. Both those guys, if you if you watch them thirty yards down the field, they're both getting after it. It's, it looks like a hundred meter sprint. Uh, so the effort is there. The coaching is there. Uh, I think eventually they're going to get some returns. Xavier Worthy, we you know we said it before the season started. They're going to let him cut loose on returns more. 
you know, he's definitely – it seems pretty obvious to me that he's going to house one or two this year, maybe saving one for Dallas. Um, but, I, yeah, again, great job all around. Punting Ryan Sanborn has, has been better than – his numbers are better than anything he did at at, uh, at, at Stanford. So he, his numbers were good at Stanford. Now they're now he's looking like he's going to get drafted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, just uh, want to say thanks. I, I gave him an A, A-plus, whatever you want to call it. Maybe if Kurt Auburn doesn't miss the field goal at Alabama – an A plus that that was because uh, that was a key miss, uh, but other than that, uh, just tremendous special teams work by Jeff Banks. Inside Texas wrote an article about that uh, yesterday. If you're interested in a subscription and getting the best knowledge you can uh, about the Texas Longhorns, not only uh, via uh, the message boards but also uh, written content from folks like Eric Naline, myself, Joe Cook, our beat reporter, Justin Wells, Paul Wadlington, uh, we have a host of writers. Ian Boyd does a terrific job on breakdowns. Uh, Jerry Hamilton with recruiting. Uh, check us out at InsideTexas.com. We're running a special right now. Two months for just $1. That's two months for just $1. You have to use the promo code OTFIT23. OTFIT23. And make sure you put up, uh, make sure you select the monthly option only. It's only good for the monthly option. That's OTFIT23. 23. All right, Eric, uh, Longhorns go into Baylor this weekend. I, I got to ask you what your biggest thoughts are right now going into this game. You know, what's Dave Aranda going to do to the passing attack? I think he's going to uh, try to drop his linebackers and muddy the middle of the field and, and uh, make uh, Quinn's reads harder. I think it's a good game for Texas to run the ball. I do like uh, Baylor's got a couple defensive linemen that can play. Uh, maybe the strength of their team is uh, Gabe Hall and TJ Franklin. So that's a good test for the offensive line, but I think Texas needs to run the ball and uh, and also get you know get Quinn's uh, sea legs under him because they're going to need to score points against Kansas and Oklahoma. So that's what I'm looking for. I think Baylor's going to struggle to move the ball. Uh, I don't know how they're going to even manufacture points. Their off their wide receivers aren't all that dangerous. The quarterback is is extremely erratic, only at 45 percent uh, completion percentage right now. I think if uh, if if Blake Shapen doesn't get hurt, they probably beat Utah. Uh, so they're not they're not terrible, but they really are missing missing Shapen. So. I think Baylor's outmatched in this one. It's pretty obvious to me that I think, uh, you know, Baylor might be about as good as Wyoming. Uh, you know, I think that's a pretty pretty uh, analogous uh, co comparison. So Texas should win. Uh, I don't know if they'll cover, I think, because that some of that comes down to, to, to Sark and, and what's he looking ahead to or <laughs> what's he trying to work on this week? You know, that's that's what that's a million-dollar question for me. I, I'm interested to see if they – what answer he has for this Baylor defensive front uh, uh, from a year ago because – his answer a year ago was just to run it, run the ball down their throats. Yeah. And he was successful doing that. Yeah, he Baylor's might do, clearly, he might do Well, Baylor's clearly going to say, okay, we'll do something about that this year. Dave Rand has spent some offseason doing that. Yeah. At the same time, Steve Sarkeesian has definitely been working against the 3-3-5 in the offseason. Let's see what his answer is for that, too. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it does set up for an interesting game of cat and mouse. Overall, it's a wonderful day of college football on Saturday. I cannot wait. All right. All right. Hey, Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. That's been this week's State of the Program brought to you by Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, for Eric, I'm Bobby Burton, and thanks for watching.